if they're looking at us from like millions like of years like light years away like they're looking at like dinosaurs and like i don't want to mess with that yeah oh that's fair so they're they're scared of dinosaurs (laughs) aliens are just scared of dinosaurs that's why they're not here and welcome back to the Bug and Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin, and I am with a guest once again. Jack. (laughs) And today we're going to bring you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will also be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Do you believe in aliens? (laughs) Do you think aliens exist? Are you ever nervous that you're going to get abducted and they're going to poke you? <laughs> um, I believe extraterrestrials exist. I've, the universe is gigantic. There's no way we're by ourselves. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Has there ever been a story that you have heard about aliens and you're like, yeah, that one's pretty legit? I don't know. Congress has stuff on aliens now. Yeah, that's true. So, they're like, they do exist. Well, and we're like, not, why'd you hide it from us? I don't forget what they're... They're not unidentified flying objects anymore. They're... I don't know. Unidentified not aerial UF- phenomenon or I something think, yeah, like that. Yeah. UAP? Yeah. UAP? <laughs> not WAP. <laughs> yes, not WAP. <laughs> UAP? Something like that. Right. We're professionals here. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you a story about aliens and maybe this will... Maybe this will be the one... Then you'll be like, yeah, this is legit. I doubt it. But it could be. I don't know. All right. So we're going to be talking about an incident that happened in Aurora, Texas, which is a city in Wise County, Texas, with a total area of 3.7 square miles. Settlement began in the area after its beautiful mesquite and oak spotted landscape impressed those passing through in the late 1850s. As the population grew, Aurora became a trading center for county farmers Those residing in the town officially decided to become self-governing on August 21st, 1882. By the mid-1880s, Aurora, Texas had opened its first post office, two schools, two cotton gins, two hotels, and 15 businesses that all supported a population estimated to be between 750 and 3,000. I don't know why it's such a big gap. I think because it was a big trading center, people came and went a lot. Is it East or West Texas? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I didn't look it up on a map. I can if you would like me to. Yeah. I'm assuming West Texas. There's nothing out there. Northeast? (laughs) It's right. It's right outside of Dallas. Okay. So there you go. At least that's what my map says. So everything in Aurora seemed on the up and up until the early 1880s when a bull weevil infestation destroyed the local cotton crop and a fire claimed several buildings as well as lives. Remember, they only had like 15 businesses to begin with. So this kind of really cut them down. Yeah. Further tragedy struck in 1888 when an outbreak of spotted fever caused a mass exodus. People just left I mean, there's not a lot to stay there for anyway. 
Some hoped that plans by the Fort Worth and Denver City Railroad to lay tracks through the town would encourage people to once again settle there. Unfortunately, the companies rescinded these plans in 1890. This actually attributed to the further decline in population, leaving Aurora almost barren. So you had fire, then you had well, the bull weevil infestation, and then spotted fever, and then these railroad companies were basically like, yeah, you're a trading center, we'll like take stuff through there. And then since everybody kept leaving, they're like, we've changed our mind. And they picked a city that was like a couple miles away from them, so a lot of people actually started moving there yeah. instead. So not many people paid much more attention to the settlement until April 19th, 1897, when S.E. Hayden and an, an Aurora cotton buyer wrote a story in the Dallas Morning News describing the crash of a mysterious airship just outside of town. And now I actually have the... The letter in the... Yeah, I have the actual newspaper thing, so I will read that now. <laughs> what, sorry, what's the year? 1897. Okay. So, a couple years after yeah. all of that other stuff especially the railroad thing happened. So the article in question reads, a windmill demolishes it. Aurora, Weiss County, Texas, April 17th. About six o'clock this morning, the early risers of Aurora were astonished at the sudden appearance of the airship, which has been sailing through the country. It was traveling due north and much nearer to earth than ever before. Evidently, some of the machinery was out of order, for it was making a speed of only 10 or 12 miles an hour and gradually settling towards the earth. It sailed directly over the public square, and when it reached the north part of the town, collided with the tower of Judge Proctor's windmill and went to pieces with a terrific explosion, scattering debris over several acres of ground wrecking the windmill and water tank and destroying the judge's flower garden. That sucks. The pilot of the ship is supposed to have been the only one on board, and while his remains are badly disfigured, enough of the original has been picked up to show that he was not an inhabitant of this world. Mr. T.J. Weems, the United States Signal Service officer at this place and an authority on astronomy, gives it as his opinion that he was a native of the planet Mars. Papers found on this person, evidently the record of his travels, are written in some unknown hieroglyphics and cannot be deciphered. The ship was too badly wrecked to form any conclusion as to its construction or motive power. It was built of an unknown metal resembling somewhat of a mixture of aluminum and silver, and it must have weighed several tons. The town is full of people today who are viewing the wreck and gathering specimens of the strange metal from the debris. The pilot's funeral will take place at noon tomorrow. S.E. Hayden. Sounds pretty legit, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> Couple points. I like how it basically ran into a windmill, and then they're like, and the flower garden. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the one guy was like, definitely from Mars. Like, how would you know that? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Apparently, the pilot's remains were buried by a traveling pastor named William Russell Tabor, in the nearby Aurora Cemetery, and the wreckage was dumped into a nearby well located under the damaged windmill. So they kind of just pushed it all in the well, and then they put the body in the local cemetery in, like, an unmarked... Not unmarked, but, like, you know, an unknown... Yeah. 
The debris was later cleaned out, allegedly, in 1935 by Mr. Brawley Oates after he purchased the property from Judge Proctor. Judge Proctor? Yeah. Yes. Ten years later, he sealed the well up with concrete after claiming the well water gave him arthritis. So he took all the debris out, started using the well, and then basically he got severe arthritis, so he put everything back in the well and sealed it up. He and his wife believed that the unknown metal of the ship had somehow contaminated the water. Which, maybe, I don't know, but also, I mean, arthritis is a... People get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. With little evidence, outsiders started to spread rumors that the story was actually made up in an effort to bring interest back to Aurora. Because remember, all that stuff happened. People were leaving. So then rumors started to spread that maybe they were just making it all up in order to like get people to move back. Hello. Just a special guest. <laughs> a special, special guest. <laughs> Over the years, there have been arguments on both sides. Bill Case, an aviation writer for the Dallas Times-Herald and the Texas State Director of Mutual UFO Network, uncovered supposed witnesses during a 1973 investigation. Mary Evans, who was 15 at the time of the crash, and Charlie Stevens, who was age 10 at the time, both claimed to have seen the flying object barreling towards the ground. They basically said that they saw it and then they they wanted to go see what was up and their parents were like, no, 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 no. Do you think his title was self-proclaimed? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's more like, I was going to say departments of the Mutual yeah. UFO Network, but, you know, across the country there's different things. And I'm almost wondering if it was like a group of people and he was like, well, I'm in Texas, so I'll, I'll yep. start this one up. This is this- <laughs> Charter, president, treasurer, secretary. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, though. Um, Case also claimed to have found evidence of metal pieces in the area where the wreckage was thought to have been buried, along with an unusual headstone depicting an oval-shaped UFO. So he's claiming that he found witnesses, he found the metal or pieces of metal, and then he found the unidentified um, grave. On the other side of the coin, a 1980 Time magazine article, which his investigation was 1973, so this is about seven years later. This article interviewed Etta Pegues, an 86-year-old Aurora resident. She disputes the entirety of the incident. She actually claims that Hayden, quote, wrote it as a joke to bring interest to Aurora. The railroad bypassed us and the town was dying. She went on to state that Judge Proctor never had a windmill, but other people were like, no, he did. So, I mean, there's evidence that he did, but also people are like, yeah, no. So I don't know if it, maybe there was a windmill, but it wasn't his. I don't know. Yeah. The the original letter is very calm. I had to Google it to see what it was, but like... Like, flight hasn't been invented yet? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this thing was flying in the air. Crap. Crazy. Like, I, well, that's what I think. You guys come see it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh my god, it took out a whole windmill. It's yeah. like, the flower garden got ruined. Yeah. This guy that was coming damage. through town said he was from Mars. Yeah. I was like, wouldn't you, like, write to the gov... Like, wouldn't you want government people to come yeah. in? Like, why would you just put it in the newspaper? <laughs> that, it was very, very nonchalant for a 
what what in theory would be like the first airplane the first one flying machine yeah <laughs> the second like the first one to trash right, right right and the one to just be like this person's not human yeah <laughs> it's like he was he was charred so bad he was unrecognizable not a human though and it's yeah. like what do you mean <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely all... not from Texas. Right. <laughs> it's very suspicious. I will give you that. So in 2005, UFO hunters went to Aurora to try and uncover never before found evidence, you know. So they tried to find the metal wreckage in the gravestone that Case first discovered in 1973, but they were actually unable to find the wreckage or any, you know, metal that was there, and they couldn't find the grave they were the first however to take water samples from the well itself which showed a high concentration of aluminum but other than that they didn't there was nothing that they couldn't identify i guess essentially so there are contrasting stories but there is an unmarked grave from around the 1890s that no one has been given permission to exhume so basically the county or well, I don't know if it's the county or the town officials haven't let anybody. Yeah. It's like, un- I was going to say unbury the remains, but exhume the remains. Yeah. I think because since it is an unmarked grave, they're kind of like, well, we can't give you permission because you're not yeah. family of this supposed person. Yeah. I don't know. It's there is up. one there, though. Opens up a lot of other issues. Yeah, yeah. Who else can you exhume? Yeah, yeah. If there's nobody to stop you, but yeah, I think I believe that they took, like somebody took. I don't. What what would you call it? Like the sonar that you can see stuff like underground or whatever. That and so, like, true. they found the unmarked grapes. That is true, but they don't know. It could, it could be anybody. Basically, did they discover a skeleton in it? Did you? I get that think far? so. Okay. I think like, they know it's there, but they just there. yeah. Um, in the end, we may never find out if it's true or not, because if they don't exhume the remains, and they couldn't find any wreckage, but it's been, like, a hundred years, so, yeah. and people probably, if they thought it was, if it was real, and they thought it was a UFO crash, they probably came and, like, took stuff. Yeah. Like, took pieces or whatever. The government in their black suits. Yeah. From, uh, Aurora, <laughs> Texas. And- well, I meant people as, like, a... <laughs> As like a souvenir, I guess. But yes, men in black probably did show up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Will Smith. <laughs> right. But also, if they did actually put it in the well, I don't know how long aluminum takes to, like, I, degrade. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it was in there for 100 years. I don't know. Anyway. I also wonder, I guess this does make me think if aluminum concentrations that are high would lead to arthritis but i don't quite understand it because he got arthritis but it didn't say anything about his wife getting arthritis Arthritis. but wouldn't they be drinking under the same well in theory yeah. yeah so i don't know that part was kind of i don't know so the incident did not gain enough traction to bring individuals back to aurora texas permanently the city was only saved from extinction after state highway 114 was directed through the heart of it in 1939 In the 1970s, it underwent a rebirth as the town became a bedroom community. Bedroom community of Fort Worth? That's not right. Is it? Bedroom community? (laughs) Did I write that right? 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't not. either. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> bedroom bedroom community. So it now boasts a total population of 1,390 people as of t- the 2020 United States Census. But that's oh, I gotcha. pretty much it. Did you look it up? Yeah. it's uh, If it's close enough, yeah, it's a commuter town. Like people so live like, there to sleep and stay, but then yeah, they drive. They, well, it's They work in Dallas, but they gotcha. all live in, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So maybe I did have a bedroom community. So it's there, but it's definitely not as... It's not... People want... It's not big alien convention. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's basically the end of the story. Yeah, that's it. Do you think that this story will keep you up at night? Or do you think you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? Did this story make you believe in UFOs and aliens more than any other story that you ever heard ever? I, I'm i disappointed in the ni- 1890s for their lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> you would... Well, I don't... And that's coming from me. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I feel like it's it was such a small community to begin with. People were like... And I almost wonder if people went there, but by the time they got there, after the newspaper article came out, they're like, well, we already buried the body no, and gone. dumped everything Everyone's into the well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Out here sooner. <laughs> right. I almost think that that's sort of what happened. Leroy and down so... at the saloon. <laughs> yeah. Saw the Astro Valley. Yeah. He'll tell you. Right. So... I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of why I feel like that's how the rumors got started. Like people came to visit and they're like, it's all gone. Like, yeah. I don't, we only have eyewitnesses yeah. and those eyewitnesses are the person who wrote the story. <laughs> the guy whose windmill allegedly got thrown down. See, you saw windmill right there. Yeah. See where it's at? Gone. Yeah. Took it out. And also like the pastor that supposedly buried the body was a traveling pastor. So like he's. He's not here anymore. Like, I don't know. Everyone's <laughs> so all first-hand accounts are all gone. Yeah. Then go find them. We'll tell you. Whole thing. Travel. Yeah. Go find that traveling pastor. Where is he going? I don't know. I don't know. Where, can't, the, wind, where can't, the wind takes him. <laughs> can't, can't hold that guy down. <laughs> so you don't think that this made you not believe? this one specifically. <laughs> Has it made you not believe in it more? Harder, I guess. You're a believer, so did it change your mind, I guess? About this one, yes. <laughs> the ones, like, I don't know. I also say that, but, like, I definitely feel like at least the U.S., probably U.S. Mil- other militaries as well, like, they definitely have stuff that's, like, above our level of comprehension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even, like... It's classified. Yeah. Cla- it's extremely classified. Like, 1890s, extremely classified. But, um, the... What are they talking... What's it called in Top Gun 2? What's he flying at the very beginning? Oh, my God. I it don't know. The one that breaks the sound barrier or yeah. whatever. The, yeah, I don't know. Ten, ten He's the fastest man alive. Yeah. yeah. But, um... <laughs> you, you looked at me and thought I would know the name of a plane. <laughs> but, the, like... A couple of years ago, Lockheed Martin, who's really big in warfare technology, mm-hmm. they had like a plane. So the SR-71 is from like the 70s. Yeah. And it pretty much was that plane. Oh. And then they had like the SR-72. And then there's like a couple of years before like talking to this, they took it off their website. Like yeah. never, all this stuff's like, oh, we're making it the future of 
flight and then yeah. just like disappeared. Like you can't find it on the internet right. anymore. Right. And you're talking about like they already have that. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it when it's not real. We yeah. can't talk about it now that it's real. Right, right, right. So like So you're saying that maybe this was a uh, government ship. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. That nobody knew about. Everyone just Kitty Hawk's a good story, but <laughs> Langley already had it covered. <laughs> I don't know if the CIA was a thing in the 1890s. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is uh, the first George Bush's limo driver couldn't find it, so they made a really big sign. <laughs> that's, okay. a, that's, a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's um, a story for you to write it, don't yeah, me. <laughs> it's pretty small. They, he needed to go to the CIA headquarters, and they drove around it like four times, and they were finally like, it's here. <laughs> see, see this. See, see where everyone's pointing for you to go. Yeah. Stop driving. Stop driving. Straight like, yeah, they're like, really? It's like, yes, yeah. yes. And they put a big sign. It is like Men in Black, where he goes to the building, and it's just the single elevator. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else. But I don't know. I would not be surprised if we're not alone. Yeah. But there's what's the. There's a theory that we're, he, Earth is either the oldest yeah. or the youngest, or we're not allowed to play. Yeah. So, like, no one has... <laughs> we're either being... We're, we're like, the most advanced. We're either the most advanced and we haven't found anything yet. Yeah. Or either the least advanced. And, I say least and advanced. And they're like, look at these. Yeah. Look at these little children. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then, like... That's so cute. They're but also, the Mars rover. <laughs> like, the way light travels... If they're looking at us from like millions, like of years, like light years away, like they're looking at like dinosaurs. I'm like, I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fair. So they're they're scared of dinosaurs. So they're Aliens are just scared of dinosaurs. Right. That's why they're not here. <laughs> Facts. You heard it here. But if they came, I'm oh, sorry. I don't know. I'd like to read. What's it in the? Who steals the Nicholas Cage? Yeah. What's that movie? National Treasure. Yeah. They have like the president's book. He's, oh, he's yeah. in. Uh, Mount Vernon, he's like, is there aliens in this book? And the president's like, I don't know. No, can't say. She you want me. a book, yeah. The Secret Service will be here to kill you. Yeah. So just take the declaration. Leave everybody else alone. John F. Kennedy. There's something else he says, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Let's go watch that movie right now. We'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Well, okay, so alien debacle is maybe solved. Yeah. We've solved it. Um, do you think this story's gonna keep you up at night? Or do you still think you'll be able to see this nugget's book in a rug? I don't think I'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> not only not... is it 8am in the morning, <laughs> but you have all day to stew over yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe not, I don't know. Maybe we'll start looking for flights to Aurora, Texas. Maybe. Maybe maybe what happened is it actually did happen, but the government came in really quickly to like clean everything up, and then this guy was like, no, the truth should be out there. So he wrote this article, and then nobody believed him, because they were yeah. like, that sounds silly. This no-name from the town of either 700 or 3,000. Yeah, <laughs> we're not sure yet. <laughs> definite, definite canal. <laughs> scandalous. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, that's the end of my story, so thanks for listening, I guess. Um, if you guys want to see pictures, I'll post them on Facebook. It's just Bug and Rug. Um, you can see them on Instagram or Twitter. They're both at BIR Podcast. I've had a couple people give me suggestions, so I will work on those. It just takes me a while because if we do it every other week, 
I already had this one written, so I'm not going to write another one. You know, anyway, they're on the list. They're on the list, I promise. But you guys can reach out to us on any of our social medias, or you can email us. It's podcast at gmail.com. Any last words? Any last words? <laughs> I didn't mean to threaten you. Um, I was trying to try to think of a cool alien quote, but I didn't have one. That's Independence it. Day is coming soon. That's an alien movie. <laughs> I think Will Smith's in that one, too. He is. With Jeff Goldblum, right? Yep. They fly into the center. I've never seen it. Did they die? I don't remember. Well, we'll they fly into the center, but I don't remember if they die or not. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll go watch that one too, and we'll figure it out. (laughs) I haven't seen it in a long time. That one, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Time, great movie. Close Encounters is that the one with the owl? What? What's the one where people think they see an owl, but it's an alien? They're actually getting probed. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, Chicken Little. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken Little is an alien yeah, movie, an but alien you're right. <laughs> well, there's a couple movies right there. We it's can all, all around watch. us. They're just tricking us. Yeah. <laughs> just a tease. All right. That's well, Disney's the true story. Is it, is, is it DreamWorks or Disney? I don't know. Chicken Little? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they know the truth. They yeah. know some government yeah. theories. So... The government has paid them to make aliens look all cute and cartoony and like, oh, it can't be real. It's in Chicken Little. Yeah. (laughs) Aliens are real. Maybe Chicken Little's real. (laughs) Maybe Chicken Little's real. It's based on a true story. It's based on a true chicken that they genetically modified to actually... To to be bad at baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I think all chickens are bad at baseball. I've never seen one try, so I guess I can't say either way. Anyway, we're going to go watch all these movies. So, signing off, I'm Caitlin. Jack. Uh, bye. See you guys later. <laughs>